This episode of Lucas Tigers and Browns is brought to you by PWCC. Head over to pwccmarketplace.com and register. It only takes a few minutes and it's 100% free. There you'll find weekly auctions with thousands of items, all starting at $10, closing every Sunday at 7 p.m. Pacific time. You have to be registered to bid. They have the most transparent buyer's premium feature in the industry and extended bidding like no other auction house. Give it a try. You might find something you love. Episode 664 of Lucas Tigers and Bronze. Oh my. A full episode. I, I full. really I really hope we get a chance to kind of cover everything. So uh, really quickly, almost 100 cards uh, we got for the SGC sub. So please keep sending those our way. Uh, we'll start kind of turning them around and getting them back to you guys. So appreciate the trust. means the world. I, I have, I mean, I want to talk about the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. I've kind of put a little bit of a percentages of kind of who I think will advance from both conferences in percentage form. So I'm excited for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to have collectible coming on our show uh, at some point in the upcoming week to talk a little bit about the valuation. One question I want you to make sure that you don't let me forget is, did the person who bought the card, the Mahomes mm-hmm. Shield wallet mm-hmm. for 312, is it the same person that's selling it on collectible? Because I heard conflicting information. Okay, cool. Card was sold privately a few months after okay. the golden auction, which would be uh, another sale, higher price. Okay, well, I'll make sure we ask. I mean, when you say you got one question to ask, I always assume it's how much wood could a woodchuck chuck? If a woodchuck could chuck wood, but this is a good question too. Let's rock. We have the PWCC <laughs> weekly auction that we're going to cover, and something. I'll, maybe I'll start here. Is mm-hmm. are you seeing a flight to quality? Because that's what I'm seeing right now. The things people are talking about. Uh, the things people are buying, the cards that are appreciating value versus depreciating. We talked about a flight to quality in August or October 2020, to be exact. Yep. But I think it takes time to play out. And I think with uncertainty in the world, kind of politically, war, all that stuff, with uncertainty economically, inflation, housing prices just going through the roof, with uncertainty like politically, with we don't really even know who the president's going to be or if Biden will make it through to 2024, people want to buy really safe, prized assets. Yeah. I mean, I think it's more than just quality. I think it's people are looking for rarity. People are looking for scarcity. People are looking for those things. And whether it's numbered gold or, you know, the Moses Malone that I talked about last week that the REA auction got extended and I didn't win it for, you know, 25,000 because it ultimately sold for like 80 with an extra day of bidding after it sold for 192 and the whole deal, that's a card that there's only you know, a couple dozen of in PSA 10. Um, I think people are looking for those type of high-end things. There's a, quite a few of them that we could talk about in, in the weekly auction ending Sunday night here uh, for PWCC. The same kind of genre, even one card from the set, from the same set, actually, from the, the you know, the... 2017 the, Flawless? No, from the, uh, the, the, the top set. Um, there's a... Um, I think it's 1975 tops. I'm pretty sure it's a Pete Maravich PSA 10. Really nice card. There's like there's not a lot of those at all. Um, I think there might be a, a half dozen of them or something like that total in PSA 10. It's just a gorgeous card. Very difficult to find. Centered and pristine. Everybody loves Maravich. Um, and it's Do just a real nice. Card. Really love Maravich. Yeah, man. He's like a folk hero, and he passed away early. And you know, he was just he was. 
I heard his dad made him like train in the garage with like under like 30 degree yeah, weather. Yeah, watch it. It's a cool movie, The Pistol, they call him, which is a cool nickname also. But there's a lot of movies about him, The Pistol, played by a bunch of different people. But watch his like, you just, just, uh, to put, put, just type into YouTube, like Maravich dribbling. He was one of the guys who was all about handling. You know, it was all about the, he had the handles. You know, like he was doing dribbling drills and, you know, dribbling the ball with two hands and stuff. Had, had great handles when that wasn't something that was. You know, really paid too much attention. An incredible to back shooter, in the right? Oh He's yeah, a good shooter. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, just a real great player and real like people collect him. He's got a tall boy, you know, rookie. But this is this is uh, this is a later card of his. If you look at the back of it, it's not perfectly centered. I mean, it's well within the PSA. This is on the PWCC even... weekly auction. Yep. Yeah. Take a look. Just type in Maravich and share your screen with me. I'll, I'll navigate you through it. And okay. guys, and again, just like thing you did... I wanted to say was yeah, I think shoot. the audience is getting smarter. Like I think yeah. what we oh, saw yeah. with the, not like the outrage, but like the attention to the Mahomes one of one is mm-hmm. people know that he has twenty one of ones. Yes, they're not they're not fooled anymore. So it's not just like a flight to quality of like I'm going to buy rare. People aren't going to buy your blue circles, you know, PSA nine. People aren't going <laughs> to fall for the no. But it's 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 interesting when you first get into uh, the hobby, you're like, oh, this is out of seventy five. This is probably safe. This is pretty rare. But people, the market. I just is love blue circles because I'm pretty sure that's just digital. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't love. That. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's just Panini Digital out of 99 blue circles. I got more of those than I know what to do with. A hundred percent. How do you spell Maravich? M A R A V I C H Maravich. And it should come up. I think there's only a couple of his cards in there. Believe it or not, he has a kaboom. That's also in the weekly auction. He he does have a kaboom. That's it's in next week's auction. Craziest. Thing so I've look ever. at the middle card, right? So there's a bunch of Maravich. Um, you know, you, you can take a look at him. He's got you know. So the one, the goatee one, the 1975. Take a look at this. So PSA pop is is five. There's only five tens. If you look at the back, even this as a ten, it doesn't have like the greatest see the the, the right to left. It's well within the PSA range. But even a 10 is not completely, you know, pristine. But this is the kind of card that people are now looking at. Same 75 set, you know, visually appealing that, uh, you know, that that he was, that the Moses Malone was in. There's, uh, you know, it's just, it's a nice card. There's another PSA 9 of, of Maravich, also the 71 tops. But this one here in 10, like, I don't know when the last time this card came up for sale was. And I definitely don't know when it's going to come up for sale again. That's the kind of, like, you know, flight to quality type of stuff that I'm seeing that people are, are looking for. Um, you know, so, and I appeal also. Everybody likes the ones that really look nice. So, you know. Why would you buy this one over the 71 rookie? That's not a rookie. This isn't his rookie. Uh-uh, that's not why rookie. would you? Why would you? The go rookie is green. Uh, it's a tall boy. Um, why would I go that? Because it's a ten. It's unimprovable. So I, I, I would imagine that there. I didn't research this particular seventy-one, but I would imagine there are tens of that and more nines. This, there are five tens in the world, likely to not increase from that, unless somebody goes and starts trimming again. But it's not a two thousand twenty-one contenders card. It is a. 1975 tops basketball card. If it was a 21 contenders card, there'd probably be plenty of tens. There's probably some and sixes now on, that are going to be some tens. This is him on the Jazz. Yes. What's the he was all over. He, he he moved around. He was on a bunch of different teams. He was on a bunch of teams. Are so there was Maravich Malone. collectors? Are there Maravich oh, collectors? 100%. De- yeah, 100%. 100%. 
Like who? Uh, like a 56-year-old guy? Like who? No. Who's collecting Maravich? No. I mean, if you remember Gary Vee, when he was looking at the, the, the stuff, Oscar Robertson, Maravich was one of the ones he was looking for. Maravich rookie in PSA 9. 100% was one of the names that he threw out there with Moses Malone. It's just, you know, as people look at that genre, these are the guys, right? He's like Kareem genre. He's, you know, he was... These are the these are the stars of the, of that of that generation, but it's more than that, right? There are there probably aren't many um, there probably aren't many um, Johnny Moore fans either. There are probably that many, you know, um, who else is in that set that we talked about, right? You know, the Johnny Moore and there's another one, but they sell for a hundred thousand dollars now because it's just none of them. People are building sets, right? And you know, there's always that competition. But I don't want to spend too much time on this because. I want to do a full episode with you. It's just one that I looked at when you started talking about like the flight to quality. The layer on top of that is that that quality should also be something scarce, right? If you want to see the you know appreciation, you could also have a flight to quality like I own a 1989 Upper Deck SP uh, rookie, you know, star rookie of um, uh, Ken Griffey Jr. Right? I love that card. Right? It's that's a scarce because card. of the grade. But it's not scarce, even with the grade. You know what I mean? Like, like that's not one that has any of the bells and whistles. I love it because that is the card. But it, it, it takes – it's like moving a mountain to move that card. Like, I don't see it going down from where it is, right? But, you know, that's one where it's quality, but it's not quality with, like, scarcity, right? The so. more I hear about Ken Griffey Jr., his market, how people feel, I have a comp for him. I think nice. Luca in 20 years is going to have similar emotions. Maybe if Luca doesn't win, but he keeps putting up he a bunch of numbers. Yeah. He comes in, he's the kid. Could be a very, very good comp. Could be a very good comp. He comes in and he literally is the junk. And you know why the era. comp Everyone works? has that card. You know it's why like the comp works marketing. even better? Because um, I, I don't hear anybody say anything bad about Luca, and I never really heard anybody say anything bad about Garcia Yaga. You know, you either you either love him or you just don't say anything about him. Like you know, like Trey, people hate Trey. People love Trey, but people hate Trey, right? You know, Griffey did not have that, right? The other guys of the time, you know, the '80s and '90s, there were people who were fans. There are people who hate Barry Bonds. You know, people loved and hated. I was in Conseco. People loved and people hated. You know, I mean. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's a great comp. I always, right. that, that phenomenon is fascinating because, like, Trey has terrible hair and people kind of rag on him. Luca yep. gets the worst haircuts ever, <laughs> and people think it's hilarious, right? And I always yep. think about that. So here's here's one that I think is a flight to quality from the PWCC weekly auctions. Let's hear it. The Henry Aaron. Hank oh, Aaron. Oh. So, so, I, so on this card, this card is nicer looking than the eight that I owned. This well, is a nicer looking like six than the eight that I owned. hundred percent. Shoot. This is an interesting card. Mm-hmm. So one, this is an old, 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 old PSA label. Mm-hmm. Very old. But then you have this gold, um, uh, the Mike Baker kind of like stamp of approval. Yep. Perfectly centered. Mm-hmm. But then you have one thing against it. The right edge is destroyed. Right? That's basically the only thing wrong with this card. Obviously, mm-hmm. when you see it in person, completely different. But the, the right edge and a little bit of, uh, around the top. Is so destroyed. I wouldn't use the word destroyed, right? Because then it wouldn't have got a six. But yeah, there's, there, it is just that edge. That's the only thing, you know, hold this back from a significantly higher grade. I know what you mean, though, because, you know, these cards, is, you know, there's a rough edge. You know what I mean? And we've seen that, especially on cards like this. So the edge that Andrew's talking about on this card, if you're familiar with the 54 tops, 
this card has a green edge to it. Half the card is green. So when you get that card wear on it, it's almost like the 79 Opeechee Gretzky that has a, that, that blue edge. And when you have card wear on the side, it, it's very white. There's a contrast between the white and the blue, and it looks significantly worse than it is. Same here. If you show the back of that card, it is green. And so any kind of damage to that side of the card, it shows because it's a green against a white or a gray. Um, so it's a, it's a contrasting color. So that's why, you know, they really stand out. But it's also why that Mike Baker is on there and why, you know, we have the PWCCE on top of it. So you got two IAPL designations on this right. card, right? Um, because from a, from a centering standpoint, from a registration standpoint, from a color standpoint, this card looks significantly better than a six. It just does. It's a gorgeous card. And that has come to matter a lot more. You know, people will buy a Mickey Mantle that has corners of a, of a, of a four and that's and it's keeping it in a four, but it has the centering of a six and the coloring and registration of a six and they'll pay five prices for it. You know what I mean? So that's, that's, that's you know, where back to this market is now smarter in my opinion. This kind of stuff is like if I were to rate like how important centering is, how important, you know, the, the, the actual coloring, like that's a, that's not a faded orange. That's, that's a vivid orange. How important that is? I think the edge wear is like towards the bottom of the list of what people care about in terms of IPO. Obviously, everyone cares about everything in the IPO. It's mm-hmm. all about the IPO. But I would say the edges are near the bottom. Yep. How about I pull up a card now that if I sure. were bidding, I may bid on. Um, sure. And I, I want to get your take on it. Pull up the, just write this, Dynasty Pele. Mm. Just a gorgeous card. A gorgeous card. Dynasty Pele. Mm-hmm. Pele's in Pele's in fashion. He's the Mickey Mantle of soccer. Yeah, some may say he's the Babe Ruth of soccer. Right? He is the name. Right? Anybody says anybody says baseball, they say okay, Babe Ruth. Pele. So dynasty. Sick, man. You didn't type dynasty. There's a lot of Pele in this week's auction. There's some cool stuff. So you can go through them. I mean, that's a cool card, right? That's 58. This is this is 58. This is Brazil plays the Soviet Union. This wasn't even Russia, you know, Ukraine, all this. Edgar? It was the Soviet Edgar? Union. Hey, Ian. You're holding you a microphone? Mean? He's got a microphone. He's holding an imaginary microphone as I speak. Thank you. You're and the goalie is led <laughs> Like maybe yes. the greatest goalie of all time. A cool card, right? And it's a, a four, nicely centered. I've seen this card sell, right? Because there's a couple of, of, of these 58... Um, don't ask me to say that word. It's like it's like Wittelschwaft. Um, and you got a couple of them where like he's kind of jumping in the air and, and you know heading the ball. But the the dynasty one was the one that I wanted to to look at specifically on uh, this one. Take your time. What, These are cool. Know? By the way, this is one of those fun things about this weekly auction. You type Pele, look what we have. You know what I mean? Like there's some pretty nice cards, but you just stumbled on something. Can you go back? There's two top dynasty Pele's. Well, I think one might be next week. Yep. So, so, so there's one of these next week. Um, the one that's this week is that. What's the numbering on this one? The one that ends so, tomorrow night is, is a, at 2,500 right now, and it's out of ten. Out of ten. And next week is out of five. Correct. What are you doing so, right now? I'm I'm pulling up my my computer also so that I have it. Um, I love this card. I mean, this is a gorgeous card. Nine with a 10 auto. It's Pele. It's Tops Dynasty. Let me do a little sneaky thing about Dynasty. Right? The fringe collectors, I think Dynasty might be one of those hidden gems. It might be one of those, like, you're going to compare it to 
like exquisite or national treasure RPAs, right? Tops doesn't have that specific one. And why I think Dynasty might become it is because of, when I say fringe, F1. 2020 F1, which people are spending a lot of money on, the RPA, right? The patch autos, the only one they had was Dynasty, right? And here you have soccer has Tops Dynasty, right? Which has the basically a patch auto of these guys. And I think, you know, in addition to this being Pele, in addition to it being an awesome autograph with a really cool, you know, multicolor swatch, nice card, limited to 10, right? And, um, you know, I think it's number one of 10, too, which carries a little bit of premium. I think the card, you know, itself, the Tops Dynasty of it, like this has a shot of being one of those cards that people are like, oh, wow, you know, you know, what's the RPA or what's the what's the patch or what's the exquisite? What's the one where you look at? Oh, yeah, of course, for top is Tops Dynasty for Lewis Hamilton, for Pele, for whoever it might be. So I just think it's a cool card. Thoughts? You're the soccer guy. I love it. I mean, it's impossible to get game-worn jerseys of Pele. That would be in the millions of dollars. No one's going to cut up a Pele and make a 2016 Tops card. So, understandably, this is not game-worn. This is on-card auto. Correct. This is a gorgeous auto. My question, I mean, this... I don't know how you could go bad buying... <laughs> go wrong buying Pele. I don't think it's a market that actually has had some of the, you know, explosive growth. It feels a little more, more organic. It feels a little bit more Mickey Mantle-ish. Yeah. I mean, you, it's hard to know, but that's the vibe I get. Yep. I'm dumbfounded by something else. Why? When, when does BGS under, decide to put autos on the front of a card versus the back? Because you have oh. two of the exact same cards, <laughs> and I don't understand why they don't. It's just when they were grading. It's just, you know, it's just the, the different label. They put it on the back, they yeah, put it but, on the front, yeah. I want my... I don't get it. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Look at that. I mean, it's a, it's an interesting thing. Where do you want to go next? Do you want to stay? You want to stay in? in you want to do some basketball? You want to stay in soccer for a minute? Tell sure. me why this guy is awesome. Type in for me, Jude Bellingham. All right. I now, don't it's think not, he's awesome. It's not Holland who just had a hat trick. Welcome back, Mister Erling Holland. But you have what would be, I think, Jude Bellingham's best card. It's his UEFA. Uifa, I'm going to say it wrong, you know, because he doesn't play for Barca. It's the only team I know. You have his Super Factor from 2020 Tops Chrome. It's his so, SP rookie, one of one. Pull it up. There so it is. So when companies partner with us on any type of content we create, they know that we're going to talk about it in, in, you know, both ways. If we think it's a good buy, if we think it's not a good buy. And and I, I understand, like, the Super Factors, they look beautiful. And you have the rookie stamp, which is kind of new in soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big fan of, in general, buying a second or third best player on a team, especially if it's a lower level team. But here's really the kicker, Cage. Mm-hmm. When's the last time a British player has been investable? I have no idea because I am not a soccer guy. But I it's, would imagine, you know, Wayne Rooney's going to come over here and kick your ass if you say they're not investable. But he, he, even he isn't. Beckham isn't. And I mean, Gary Lineker isn't. I mean, um, George Best, by the way, that's a fun. If you guys ever ha- want to take some time, George Best was like considered the fourth Beatle. But my point with this is if you guys know soccer and you know the British kind of culture, they overhype their players, they overhype their teams. And, you know, we always say this to our business partners and we really mean it. It's like we try to 
you know, under promise and over deliver. You know what the British soccer team notoriously does? What? They over promise and under deliver. Okay. Every player is the next great. We have the best league. Our team's going to win the World Cup. And I think as a result of that is why their players become. Okay. So you know Drew Bellingham. Tell me what he has done in the last three months, four months. I mean, what has he done? Is he playing well? Is he playing fine? Has he been healthy? Has he been hurt? I don't, what's I don't happened watch since, the German league. But what happened, what's happened since November to now? But has he, like, has he been involved in some sort of drama? You know, is he somebody, I mean, Mason Greenwood, obviously, we would know if it was that. It's not that type of situation. He's still, you know, thought of as one of the, you know, one of the top guys coming, right? So here's why I bring this card up, right? You know, One day just, ago, there is one announcement, and this is the extent of what I know. Shoot. From Express is the news article. Nice. Liverpool is expected to sign Jude Bellingham. Oh, that would be nice. Liverpool's my team now. Thank you. Never believe these. Never believe. I know it's baloney. It's it's all baloney. But here's what I do believe: numbers. So this card is currently sitting with a day left in the PWCC weekly auction at sixteen thousand dollars. There'll be a twenty percent buyer's premium added on that. Do you know what that comes out to? Twenty-two. No. 20% of 16,000, you could do this. 20,000. It's like 3,200. So it's like 19, right? So basically 19. This exact card sold in November of 2021, golden auctions, for $29,520. Say that number again? $29,520. So this exact card, which is currently sitting at 16,000 plus buyer's premium, sold in the November 2021 auction at golden, for twenty nine five twenty. Yeah, but so, the soccer market was so pumped for a while, man. I am. You can read however you like. If you are a Bellingham guy and you missed out on that one, if you're a Bellingham guy, a uh, fan, and you want to get his what I consider his best card, you already have a comp on the exact card, which is weird. You don't get that on one of ones, right? And now it's not Golden selling it again. It's someone bought it in Golden and is selling it in PWCC in the weekly auction. Maybe they need some cash. Maybe they need some liquidity. But you have a comp from four months ago, five months ago, of twenty nine five twenty. It is nowhere near that presently. So, you know, do with that information what you will. But it's obviously relevant. I I, I really love our, our show, and I think our, our listeners who've been with us for a long time they pick up like where we see eye to eye and where we have different approaches. Everything I did was an X's and O's on the player. You look at the the numbers, you know, mm-hmm. and I think both are relevant. Depends when you use them. So I, yeah, think I don't know. Full... I, I would be out of depth if you asked me to tell you what Jude Bellingham does or even what team he plays right. for. Can I, I mean, talk about my Dortmund, favorite? I don't know anything about those guys. So I've been thinking a little bit more about this cage. Mm-hmm. So anytime people ask me about like what team do you support? Are you an Eagles fan, Philly fan? I always say I'm a player guy, right? Like I always just like like this is my like i like this player i like what he's about i like his mindset and i'm like dude why don't you just start pc like why don't you just start having more fun and being like going all in on one guy right and i was like okay max he's probably that guy bane would be that guy clay Coke. but in football joey burrow and i gotta tell you man i actually think joey burrow lucked out by not winning the super bowl cage and here's why when you win the super bowl you, you get you get a target on your back. You kind of go into the hated territory. Like even look at what happened with Mahomes. I'll, I'll stop sharing screen for a second. Look at what happened to Mahomes. He went from the hobby darling to 
Jackson is on TikTok. His girlfriend now wife is so annoying. He's making so many dumb plays. You instantly have this huge target on your back when you're a young guy. Yeah. And it's interesting how like a you you might you your face even your reaction. I know it's kind of counterintuitive. Well, how do you luck out by not winning the Super Bowl? But I think in terms of marketability, it's definitely when you win the Super Bowl, you make more money. But from a card standpoint, I think it benefits him. And the card I want to draw your guys' attention to is this. While you're pulling up the card, I think it makes sense what you're saying, right? Because people love to have that whole, like, you know, improve year over year. And the card prices will follow, right? The card prices will so improve year to year. And once you reach that pinnacle, how do you improve? You, you, you have to repeat and do it better. That's difficult. That's real tough. So if what you're saying is the card's where they are right now, he didn't win, but he can come into the season now with hype and maybe he'll win it this year. And if he wins it this year, he's improved. The difficult part is if he doesn't and he takes a step back, um, you know, who knows what happens with him. This is a gorgeous card. Look at that card. This, this is an insane card. So first off, this is a BGS 10, only a nine on cent, nine and a half on centering. But if you guys look at this card, I mean, this is this is as close to a perfect card as you get. It's pristine. You have, you have it's colored gold. It's it's um, I mean, it's a parallel gold, but I don't know if you know this cage. I'm colorblind. Mm-hmm. So anytime I pull this up, this looks like a color match to me. I mean, I could see that. I mean, it's Bengals, it's a tiger, it's kind of gold, it's kind of like you know, it's got the the same like striping that has the Bengals jersey. I can see that. Of I can see a little red on it. So so here's the card. It's a 2020 Dunruss Optic Preview Gold Joe Burrow Rookie out of ten. BGS ten pristine. The so, color matches the gold label. It color matches the gold label. Forty nine hundred <laughs> is the current bid. And what's interesting, Cage, about Burroughs Market, it's actually back down to where it was. I'll pull up a card ladder chart. But it, it, it's back down to where it was in the beginning of the season. So his market hasn't done the Mahomes thing. It hasn't done the Brady thing. So entering into this upcoming year, I mean, the dude is a winner. I, I got to give Burrow a lot of credit. Like The dude is a winner. He's got the mindset. He's got the it factor. Uh, I think he's going to have a, a really, really good career. I mean, very difficult to say he's not. I mean, real nice stuff. Real nice stuff. Are you waiting for me to pull this up? Yep. You said you were going to show it, which is cool. A little bit of quiet. Andrew's pulling up the card ladder data, which we're looking at. It's basically a little flat there. And, you know, it makes sense. Joe Burrow took a pullback, you know, after he didn't win the Super Bowl. I mean, you know, you saw Mahomes' cards pull back when he did win the Super Bowl. It's the offseason. You'd expect some hype coming in now and, uh, you know, folks talking about, um, you know, these, you know, these quarterbacks, you name it, as the season gets closer. You know, we just had the draft, so. We'll you know what's there. interesting, and this is where you guys like. This is why I'm digging into the index a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you l- look at like his basic cards, and I say basic like the silver, you know, the 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 field level silver, those are near where they were. I mean, basically where a year ago they're flat. What's driving the index, and you guys saw the index was up a little bit, is the higher end stuff, the national treasure stuff. The people who bought into that are holding. So I'd be that, curious, like what the orange, the orange color match, prism orange, which I think was at a two forty nine or something like that. Because remember, I had that and I yep. sold it maybe too early. I sold it as they were going into the playoffs, thought my Raiders had a chance, and they did. They played them pretty well. Um, but 
you know, the way it worked out, you know, Burroughs cards went up after I sold it, but I'd be curious to see if they're back down. You know what I mean? If that card is in the three to three to four thousand dollar range, it'll be back down. You know, that's the orange PSA ten prism. It. Yeah, take a look if you can. And guys, while Andrew's looking at that, just a reminder: two cool features on the PWCC uh, weekly auction. Uh, take a look when you hit the sort and filter button. You know, they have a power buyers sort function, um, and it tells you again cards that they are looking at the current bid on is significantly lower than what the card is appraised at. It's a way to just basically sort and find bargains. Um, they make it easy. They make it there for you. We can go through, you know, before we finish up the segment here, uh, a couple of cards that are on there. Um, and then a second one, if you want to click on right up on the top where they have, you know, all items, you name it, you can click flash. It looks like there's 961 items that were flashed into this weekly auction. Uh, that means that those cards were listed as late as Wednesday night at midnight. So you're talking about Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, today is Saturday. You know, you're talking about three days ago. So, you know, it's it's some cards that might be in here that don't have the eyeballs on them that would have, you know, if they were there for the whole week. So you're able to click and just sort those 961 out and see if there's any bargains on there. Um, if you weren't able to find it, it's not a big deal. There's a lot of orange disco, not a lot of... Not disco, yeah, just the regular not a lot orange. Of I think it's out of 249, I think. 249 maybe search but i mean if i pulled up the silver and uh field of psa 10 and i'm sure that, it's about the same that's back down to where it was pre-playoff run all right i mean it's easy enough guys just a quick one before andrew pulls up another one and you know we can maybe we can lead into our our basketball playoffs you know what i'll save this i'll lead it in it'll be the last one we talk about i'll let you lead into the basketball playoffs with it Let's talk some. Let's talk a couple of other cards and, and go from there. Um, there is an amazing metal universe, precious metal gem, Peyton Manning rookie this year of PMGs. There's only fifty of them, um, so it's a Manning rookie in PMG um, that is uh, out of fifty jersey match with the college uniform he's wearing. So he's wearing in college number sixteen. This is card number 16 out of 50. So it matches it college. Really? Yeah, it matches college uniform. It matches cool. the jersey he's wearing in the card itself. Obviously, Manning's known for 18 in um, you know, in <laughs> in the pros, but this is a card where, you know, it's uh it matches his Tennessee Volunteers jersey number. And I mean, it's a rookie, it's a PMG. There's only 50. It's selling. I mean, it's a PSA 6, but on these PMGs, because they are easily damaged, you know, the grade is not that much. You have more than 50 Manning fans out there that you're competing with for this card. This is one that, you know, any, you know, Manning collector would want in their collection. It's one you got to pay attention to. I love it. The only Next. thing that comes to mind is how many of the 50 are actually in circulation. Like, I always, I always think behind that, that, like, total supply is what's, like, the real active supply. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I I think you're I think you're a hundred percent correct, and a lot of them are probably locked up. Couple more fun cards. Let's do a little couple in the basketball world. We'll go a little, you know, we'll go generations, right? We can go some seventies, we can go some, you know, some eighties, nineties guys, and we'll go to something a little more modern. Let's start with the older one. Um, if you type in Alcinder, there's a 1971 Topps basketball Lou Alcinder. I love the '71 Topps set. It's one of the better done sets, not as blurry. It's a, it's a well done set. It's Alcindor's third year. I'm pretty sure 69 is his rookie. But also a lot of those you have, um, you know, you have um, those cards are um, 
very difficult, right? Uh, Condition-wise. So you know, we talked about the sixty-nine. Yeah, well, that's the deal, right? Looks like it looks like Game of Death. Actually, looks like he's in a Bruce Lee movie there. Um, He's still on the Bucks. And what's cool about this card is there are in the nine. You know, we talk about it's the same kind of pop as his rookie. In the nine, there are twenty-nine nines and only five higher. Right, so you're talking about less than three dozen this or better. And we know people are collecting the hell out of Lou Alcindor. We know people are buying his cards. We know people are buying these sets. So it's just one to bring to folks' attention. Um, just a real nice card and fits in that, that category we talked about before with the Maravich of you know, people chasing quality, people chasing the guys, people chasing the names, but also you know, low pop, high end, great condition cards. Next one is, and this is just a cool one that hey, I want. Real quick, do you, yeah, sure. you know what's interesting? Mm-hmm. Hey, I found this stat out. So, do you know his career high sure. in points? Um, I think he was more of a longevity guy. Uh, he had the most, but it, I, I think in, he definitely scored over 50, right? 55, but he never hit 60. Never hit 60. Well, which is well not a lot of players hit 60. I mean, yeah, but this is the most points in NBA history. Yeah. But right, I, longevity, mean, I hear what you're saying. But I mean, like before Barry Bonds did what he did, if you look at Hank Aaron's home run numbers, I don't know that he ever hit, he never hit 60 home runs in a season. I know like McGuire and those guys did, and he, he had 750 home runs in his career. I think he was mostly in the 40s. He just did it for a, a long time. So you know what, what I mean? you're saying, and I'm just inferring here yep. from what your words are, mm-hmm. LeBron is doing steroids. <laughs> Why? How many times has LeBron scored 60? Well, that's not where I went with it. I know, but but how many times has LeBron scored 60? Seriously, 60 was the number, right? 60 is difficult. You know, one 60, time. 60, 60 is, is a tough one, right? You know, there's not a lot of people. Our pal Pete Maravich did it. You know, Jordan did it a bunch of times. Wilt did it almost every, every game, right? Kobe obviously did it a few times. Your you, know favorite. Who has, you know who leads the NBA in 50-point games? 50-point games? Yeah. LeBron? James Harden. James Harden. Oh, listen, that makes James sense. James Harden has 23 50-point games. LeBron has 14. Well, how many does Will Chamberlain have, dude? That can't be the right stat. Uh, active players, active players. Oh, okay. I was like, that can't be the right yeah. Yeah, That's That's crazy. But, yeah, 60. There's, there's not a ton of people who did it. You know, Bird did it. Clay did it. Harden did it. You know, but I don't think Le- – has LeBron ever done it? Did LeBron do it, like, once maybe? So Will Chamberlain has almost yeah LeBron sixty one sixty point games with thirty two. Mm-hmm. James Harden and Dame Lillard are the only active players with more than one. Yeah, Lillard, Simpsons did it. Bernard King. So let's got let's go with. I mean, Shaq had sixty one. Um, Lillard had a couple of games of sixty one. I think he had. Lillard had thirty two. Kobe had six. Harden has so, four. Jordan has four. We talked about Maravich. Wow. Another guy. Another guy who did it was Larry Bird. Uh, Larry Bird had at least one. I remember watching him score sixty once. So I know he did it at least once. And there is a really cool Larry Bird card that I want you to pull off of folks. Just to, you know, we're talking about the, the the top dynasty. We're comparing it to cards. If you're a Bird guy, this is a card that doesn't come up. There you go. The limited logos, the exquisite. It's just one of these cards that doesn't come up that often. You know, it matches um, a player from a different era with a card from a different era. It's it's one of those cool throwbacks. Obviously, he wasn't playing in 2003 because um, he started playing in the 70s. That would be a long time to play, and he's not Vince Carter. Um, so, so 
it's just a cool card. It meshes kind of like if there's a modern collector who knows this card from LeBron and Kobe and those guys, but also has like the bird, um, you know, one of bird collection. You know, this card is sitting at three thousand dollars, and I don't know how many of them there are, but I mean, what are the seventy-five of the limited logos? I think. This yep, is a real, real nice list. card if you're a bird collector. And then now jumping forward a couple of years. Real quick, I have, I have another hot take, Cage. Yeah, let's take it. Not a, take the hot so, takes. I love so, these PWC I episodes, but we could go – these PWCC episodes could be two hours long. They could be. Because I get talking about the cards. I get excited. So, <laughs> guys that are watching and listening, let us know in the comments. Here's the question, okay? Mm-hmm. Would you rather a BGS 8 or a PSA 6? Why am I asking that? I have a pet peeve when I look at these cards. And if it's a graded 9.5 or 9, I'm okay with it because it's a nice like label. But these bland white labels with these weird subgrades, I think it takes away from the card. I'm curious to hear what our audience thinks. Right? Because, Cage, with a PSA label, every single label is the same. You have a 10 or a 6, it's the same, right? Mm-hmm. The, those labels, when they're low grades in BGS, I think they take away so much from the eye appeal. And I'm curious uh, it's the think. white label. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, I, I, I understand exactly what you're saying. I really do. Um, the only other basketball card I want to bring a little bit of attention to is the Steph Curry. That's a really nice uh, auto out of 499, BGS 95. Um, you know, it's a numbered rookie auto from Panini Classics. If you want to, you know, you can take a look at that one, Panini Classics. Um, take a look. And yeah, there you go. I mean, just San a real Francisco, nice card. little San Francisco jersey action. Yep. Yeah. Um, I mean, just a real nice card. And if you're, you know, if you think the Warriors win another title and you think Steph's cards all go on a little bit of a run, this is one to definitely take a look at. Uh, Freakishly rare. There's not a lot of Kobe on uh, Curry on card autos. Mm-hmm. There's not a lot of Curry on card autos with him in a Golden State jersey. And from his rookie season, this is a really tough find. Uh, and it's in a high grade too. So this is this is not an easy card to find in a high grade on card auto. Beautiful, yep. beautiful card. Only two more cards that I pulled out that I want to talk about, and then I, I have two more things, and I'll let you go. Right. So so you want to you can do it. You want to talk about baseball? You want to talk about hockey? Because you know the last two they cards both, we talked about. Both sports are yucky to me. So I mean, you got the the, the 2018 Bowman Chrome Gold Refractor Lubob, the Lewis Robert card. Um, rookie auto out of 50 BGS 9. Basically, what you got there is a gold Lubob first auto. So, real nice, real pretty card. Um, Bowman Chrome Gold. Is this yeah, it? I mean, just that's it. Bowman Chrome. BGS 9.5. Yep, BGS 9.5. BGS 9.5 with a 10 Ooh, auto. A little, Dasani, a little Dasani plug. Nice. By the way, if you guys <laughs> are wondering, Dasani is the worst water. It's by Coca-Cola. First off, they make it. So it's not even real water. Anyway. Wow, man. You really I mean, what they do they do they make their own water? What do they so I mean, I'm how not is it not real water? I'm well, not but a you just you just made a very scientific statement that it's not real water. So let me is it is there only here's how you, this here's how you is there only one is there only one hydrogen in in it? Is is a molecule only one hydrogen? Is it H one O? Is so it this weird? Is pretty it... convenient. So pH is the measure of acidity and alkalinity. The higher the That's pH, the correct. greater the alkalinity. Yeah. So this is alkaline water with electrolytes. You right, know, but that, 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 but that's not real water. That's enhanced water. That's water that has had its alkalinity mm-hmm. adjusted and its pH adjusted and it's enhanced. No. All, all true. And I'm not. No, no. You're right. You're. I'm not a scientist. But here's how I know. It's how 
like you ever wake up in the middle of the night and you're you just have like dry mouth you're like i feel so dehydrated yes i get a diet coke do you really of course so in the middle of the night of course i walk over i take a piss i get a diet coke but why do you want caffeine when you're trying to go back to sleep because diet coke cures everything for me it's like robitussin you know, rub some tussin on it. Well, if you I want to be hydrated, like, I'm healthy. Actually hydrated. Powers want... the engine. This stuff is way better than Dasani and Aquafina. All right. where they... Well, listen, I can't wait for the end of the month when whatever water company that is sends me my half of the sponsorship that we just did for them. Moving on, we have a 1971 OPG. I wanted you to say this guy. I wanted you to say this guy's name. Uh, I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. Um, 1971 OPG. Guy Lafleur. Guy. Guy Lefleur. No, Guy. It's Guy Lefleur. Guy. No, it's Guy Lefleur from no. uh, the, the Purple Cobras. It's the yeah, exactly. Cobra, Peter Lefleur. Exactly. Peter. Cram it down your cram hole, Lefleur. So, so this is just a really cool card of one of the Canadians, all-time great players, just passed away. I'll be dodgeball tournament would, would go crazy. <laughs> that would be amazing. I would get hit. I'm a large target. So only 52 of these in PSA 9. This has got the PWCCEI appeal to it. Only six higher, only six tens. This one could have been a 10. I'm just saying. It's one of the nicer ones that are out there. If you're a hockey guy, 71 OP, Gila Floor. Real nice card. It's okay. I have something for you. If you're going to pull up the stuff, I want you to do something. And we can go through them all because there are. this is an auction for you. Right, so what I want you to do is pull up the pull up the page for me, and guys, you can do this also. You know, while you're at home looking for the bargains, I'm gonna I'm gonna show Andrew how to do this. You know, kind of like as we go on the fly, right? So just pull up the weekly auction head page and go to the sort and filters. You guys out there want a quick business idea? Go to yes. WCC weekly auctions, find just a one of these cards and do like a history write up every single day. Like, who the hell is? G.E. Waddle. It's Jalen Waddle's uncle. Okay, come on. Or I got this great Bill Abstein. All right, anyway. Tell Why me are you doing going? this? So I want you to go to the main page, share the screen. I want you to go to the main weekly. You know, oh, go to week, weekly okay. auction. Exactly. You're not sharing the screen. It's okay. And then go to the sort and filters. Sort by highest bid and click power buyer. Okay, so sort by highest bid and click power buyer. Power buyer, go up to the top, see sort by. Yeah, I'm always I have to hit. I have to do it twice. I don't follow directions well. The top sort by highest price, highest price. Okay, apply now. In the search, I want you to type something. I think even you will spell correctly. K O B E, Kobe. Okay, and this will pull up the Kobe cards that are selling for below the appraisals, right? Now, I want you to look at some of these, right? Look at that second one. Little noise boys, noisy boys. You got an ultimate skybox photo. I mean, just a real nice card. But if you scroll down to the next one, two of my favorite cards. Right? Stop. So yes. Yeah, so those are my. That's the one. The Intimidation Nation in PSA ten. Only nine that's of these in six. PSA ten. It's at sixteen hundred and fifty dollars. You don't see these cards come up for auction. Kobe people hang on to these, right? This is like one of those, like, you know, Jordan collectors, Jordan oh. Kobe. That is a sick card in PSA 10 that you literally do not see. Intimidation Nation. Nice card. 
um, back it out mm. and and you'll see I like the press pass auto that's next to this where he has his lower Merion auto. Just hit the back button. Look right next to it. Look at that card. Only nine BGS 9.5s. None higher. Golden was scoreboard, right, Cage? Yeah. You can look at his press pass. Nice. This that's is a different nice. Company. Yep, just a cool card. This is a different company than scoreboard. And if you go down, I got two more for you. Just the next row. So that's a cool card also, but I'd rather have a 1010. Scroll down. Scroll down to the next row. Boom, that orange one. Look at that card. Go up. The orange prism. That's a PSA 10. Kobe 2013 orange prism. Now, some would say color match, but I mean, the Lakers uniform is kind of like an orangey gold, whatever it is. But yeah. orange, there are only seven PSA 10s. This card's sitting at $1,150 right now. Look at that card. Prism. PSA 10, real nice card. The one next to it's really cool. I mean, it's a Kobe Garnett SP Authentic dual signatures. I mean, you got these Kobe cards sitting at a thousand bucks. It's, I mean, some of these are real nice. And if you scroll down a couple of them or more to the right there, you got a PMG Kobe Authentic for $750. I mean, look at what you, look what you have there. I mean, it's not the PMG everybody goes for. But it's it is a real nice card yeah, for you know it, how this stuff changes. I know, I know they're not going for it yet. Now, one more thing, and this is Andrew Bargain Plays, guys. Andrew, if you scroll back up, you can spend your own time looking at the Kobe. Go back into the Kobe, and next to Kobe, I want you to type so next to Kobe, space, next to Kobe, space, coding, C-O-A-T-I-N-G. Now, this is an Andrew play from you guys who listen to our episode about the finest cards that have the coating on it. And what you'll notice here is that there are three bargain Kobe's, all sitting at eight or eight and a half, including his finest rookie. Look at that 96 finest refractor at PSA eight and a half. It's currently the bid on it. Now, this is for next week, right? The bid's $31. The other two are $12 and $12. Andrew, you want to tell people what your thoughts are about this coating and a coating one sitting in an eight? Well, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you exactly what I think. First what? off, peeling the coating is not as easy as you think. So <laughs> I actually have a Kobe coating one mm-hmm. that I don't necessarily know how to peel the coating. Just so that's peel it. You peel it off from the corner. It's like a band aid. Um, but it's you guys out there that have peeled coating. I peeled the coating. first time you do it. It's scary. After that, yeah, you just slide it right in. It's not a big deal. But the first time is scary. Second. This is not a card that I would send to PSA because you know exactly what's wrong with this card. It's off-center. Mm-hmm. You know who grades off-center cards the best and gets your best bag for the buck? Two companies, but really one company who actually turns them around. It's SGC and BGS. So what I would do is, yes, you're absolutely right. Inspect the card. It might be a coding thing, but I think it's also a centering. Thing. That one. How about the ones that are $12? 99 finest with coding. Both you know these are both. bids, Cage. The bids are going to go up. I know, but look, we can only tell what it's bid at now. This way people can find these $12 bargains and bid on them when they're there. Yeah. These are Kobe I mean, PSA. I mean, they're, they're 99 finest basketball ones, right? So, you know, they both have the coding on it. Andrew's thought is, you know, maybe you peel the coding off and maybe it gets a PSA 9 without coding. For <laughs> sure. Because if you guys – so what happened to mine, Cage, if you're curious, is it just – over time, they form these little bubbles underneath. Mm-hmm. They're they're very small, and sometimes dust gets underneath, and that's why they get an eight. 
I love it. It's just one of those fun things, guys. That, that it is so easy to negotiate and navigate the PWCC site. Look at the fun we just had. If you're a Kobe guy, power buyer, Kobe coding, you know, you can look for your different bargains. You can have these, you know, these 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 search terms, you know, however you want to go. I, I mean, I just think it's it's you know it's pretty awesome. And we're gonna roll into basketball playoffs with one more thing. So guys, power buyer feature, the flash feature, a bunch of cool cards. There's uh there's one card that I want you to, to look at. And by the way, there's a couple really interesting ones. You're a wax guy. There's a, a German 99 Pokemon base first edition booster box. It's only a ten thousand dollars. You get a you can get a Charizard, but it would be I think the I think it's Glorak is his name in German. Um, so that would be interesting right. and fun. Um, but there's a couple of fun ones in here. You know, you really want to talk about uh, timing. There is a 2007 Topps Chrome Refractor Kevin Durant rookie in PSA 10. The a couple of days after he, you know, bows out of the playoffs, and this is a card that has consistently sold for seventeen to twenty three thousand dollars over the over the course of the season. The low end sixteen and change on alt recently, but you know we've seen a bunch of sales on these. It's currently sitting at seventy seven fifty with a day left. Obviously, plus the buyer's premium. But, you know, if you're a KD believer and think he's going to turn it around, the people are punishing his cards now because he just exited the playoffs. Might be a time to jump in on that. And the flip side to that is um, that, by, wow. the way, there are, by the way, there are two of them in this auction. One's at $77.50, one's at $72.50. Um, the flip side to that is Giannis. Just like last week, there's another Giannis Prism Silver PSA 10. It's currently sitting at $19,000 with a day left. And Andrew likes to talk about the NBA playoffs. I think it's a good lead-in. Giannis, you said wow. Do you want to you want to show me something else on the wow well, first? Or? I'm a transparent guy. We don't, you know. I tell you guys the sometimes this is the first thing I thought of when you said Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, when earnings come out, you miss earnings. Yeah, people react, and that's actually a good time to buy. Normally, mm-hmm. right? Normally, yeah. And you know which stock I thought of? I thought of Netflix. Right, I, I, I come in my head as soon as you said Durant, I said Netflix. But then I looked at Netflix stock chart, and I'm like, bro, that's a that, that's getting crushed. Yeah, well, and it's a great comparison because you know Netflix has had a great run up based on continuing to grow and grow and grow, and now there are some significant threats to its growth, and it actually lost customers, and you know they're gonna have to switch it up. Durant's a great – he's been here for a while, right? And he's a lot of success, success, success. But he hasn't had the success recently, and there are more threats to his success in the league now, a la Giannis, Booker, you know, Luka, Ja. Uh, what's what's the bright Tatum. spot in the, future, in the future? He's coming off an Achilles injury. He's on the tail end of his career. There's a lot of questions. So – I mean, I got to tell you, I'm with you. I am with you. But if you are a Durant buyer, there may not be a better time. Right? I mean, he just exited the playoffs. We talk about this all the time. Right? We talk about this all the time. Right? And there are some, you know, there's some definitely some cool. There's kabooms. There's gold autos. I mean, there's all kinds of Durant stuff. So talk to me. On the other side is the Giannis. You think Giannis just walks over you, everybody? You know, well, yeah. Well, I'm going to do it in percentages. So, guys, I mean, if you've been listening to our show for, since day one, you know I'm wrong about some things, but I've been pretty good. And man. really wrong about other things. Really wrong about a lot of things. <laughs> but when it comes to 
you know, scouting and, you know, trying to give you guys predictions of, hey, this is what I see that's going to happen in the NBA. I think I've been good, man. I, I Tyler Hero, I was on that early. Mm-hmm. I even called the the Heat beating the Bucks in the bubble. I, I, I As much as it hurt me, I said the Lakers are going to win the bubble championship mm-hmm. because of how things are lining up for them. Uh, I said that Lakers, the new built Lakers with Westbrook and Carmelo and the Nets with Harden and Kyrie were going to struggle. So I'm going to give you guys percentages of how I think it's going to break down. We could discuss. Okay. Nice. I like percentages. So I, think the I West love is doing a, math during a podcast. First thing I think, if the Timberwolves go back and watch that series, they're going to really feel like they let one slip away, Cage. Because I, I think that I think they were the better team in that series. Who? But what's the Timberwolves? If the Timberwolves were, I mean, listen, I got to tell you, sometimes I eat too much and I let one slip too. But I don't think that's what you meant. Did that one like get away? Let one slip, slip away. Yeah, I let one slip. Away. Just, one just slips every now and again. You know, I drink a lot of soda. I don't think the Timberwolves are a better team. And everybody is viewing me this week as like the ultimate jaw hater in the world. Even when I just like made fun of his dad standing too close to him, the the, the, the Grizzlies are a better team. The Timberwolves, the Timberwolves, well, they were. That's what you mean by that. Yeah, because yeah. the matchups and the mm-hmm. scoreboard and a few plays here or there, like, I mean, you could listen to the Draymond Green podcast. He. He even said it, it was a 4-1 series to the Timberwolves that they made of 10, 20, 40 bad plays. So what you mean is uh, – but, but this is because they're not that good and because they're young, the whole deal. The Grizzlies won three of the four games that the Grizzlies won. The Timberwolves had a 10-point fourth quarter lead. I'll say that again. The T-Wolves were up by 10 points in three of the games that the Grizzlies ultimately won, which is monumental collapse for it to happen once or it to happen three times. That's absurd. And, it, and I understand what you're saying, but the games don't end with nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. You have to close it out, right? You know, I mean, the record books will be very different. You know, why, I, why I say that, Cage, I, yep. I say it for a reason. So here's how I break it down. I, I think the Suns have a 35% chance to get get out of the West. I think the Warriors have a 35% chance. I think the Grizz have a 25% chance. And the Mavs have a 5% chance. Ooh, wow. Why I said that. You hear that, Manny? Because the Grizz Luka avoided actually the, the team that I think would be the toughest. Do you, do you know the record of uh, the Mavs versus the Grizz this season? They're 3-0. Yeah. They're 3-0 yes. against they beat the beat them up. The Ma- the Mavs and the the Grizz are uh, the Mavs are a difficult matchup for the Grizz, but the Grizz don't have to face them. They play the Warriors, and say what you want about these Warriors, I think they're re- they're really good shape. I think they're a great team. Everyone's healthy, but remember they're not hundred percent. Clay's not fully back. You know, one a few months after two years off, you're not hundred percent. So I'm really excited for that series, the Warriors Grizz, because I do think now the Grizz could. They could win that series. Okay. Don't and if they out. do, who's going to be the one who carries the load? Most likely Desmond Bain gonna be shooting ja. from the outside. It's going to be Ja. It wasn't Ja in the first series. And I bring up Desmond Bain for a reason. I don't know if you want to share the screen, but I found a card for you. Like, oh, I probably okay. should keep it secret, but I found a card for you in the PWCC uh, weekly cool. auction ending tomorrow night. Now, people don't love these, but you do. Dude. It is... What? PWCC is hands down the best website in the world. Isn't I'm, it amazing how to navigate? I'm, I listen to, I'm, we're, we're partial. We're doing a PWCC episode. But if you go in there and you type Prism Gold Bane. Look what just popped up. It, it was like the, you know, in that, like the. Yeah. Re- yeah. I've That's never nice. seen this card before in my life. That's a cool card. It's called Ronaldinho El Crack. Yeah. 
I mean, it's appropriate. It's appropriate, right? I mean, oh. I mean, so, you and Ronaldinho were together at the National doing crack. I'm just kidding. Ronaldinho. He doesn't do. So if you type in Prism Gold Bane, that's rhetorical hyperbole, everyone. Andrew does not do crack. Look at that card. 10 10. 10 wow. on the card, 10 on the auto. It's $575. A rookie gold auto of Desmond Bane. Prism Gold. Only 10 of these. There's only one. That's a 10 10. And it's $575. You did a break. You can't even break a pack of that on online. That's just a sick card. And I like if, being... I mean, if you're buying or investing in a guy, I mean, who has he has heart? Why I say Ja is, you guys watched the Timberwolves series. What they did was anytime Ja relentlessly drove to the to the basket, they they swarmed him. Right? They had a, a main defender on him, and then two guys kind of came from opposite sides. And it was Edwards. It was Beverly. It was Cat. And it left open shooters. I mean, it left Bain open. You know, it's no, it's no secret why Bain got so many shots. He's an incredible shooter. I don't think the Warriors are going to match up like that, right? Because the Warriors don't have a Patrick Beverly. Clay can't keep John in front of him. Jordan Poole can't keep John in front of him. The best defender on the Warriors is who? Dre. Dre matches up with Jokic. Dre's not going to be on on uh, on Ja. So that's why I said that. I think Ja is going to have a really good series. I, I think ja, it's an interesting time. For the next week or two, to actually buy into job, believe it or not, I know I don't make crazy. my my crazy predictions, you know, too often. I'll make my crazy prediction uh, right now. Anyway, I actually bet somebody who you know who was in the comments. I say the Warriors sweep them. You think the Warriors sweep mm-hmm. the Grizz? Yep, I do. I think Minnesota was should have won four one. You think if the Grizz, you think if if the Warriors have a ten point lead in the fourth quarter, they let. The Grizz back into it? No, not in the main, not in the one individual game. But I think they the get swept. Warriors or New heard it here first, folks. Uh, it's going to be very hard for the Warriors to, to sweep them. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm saying it's going to happen. First off, the Warriors aren't a young team, so and a better to sweep team. to one, you, better team. You either have to be significantly more talented, significantly better, or significantly more motivated and more. And they are. And why are they more motivated? Because they know what stands in front of them next time. So let's get rid of these upstart guys that were significantly better than. Let's play four games tough instead of six games where we have to go out there and do it over and over again and maybe somebody gets hurt. Let's dispatch this young team that shouldn't even be here because it should have lost to the Timberwolves. Let's take Ja and his 22 for 67 shooting over the last four games and send them packing. And that's what I think is going to happen. And then they can rest up and be ready for the Suns, this is this is very bold and um, and I, yet I, and yet I'm very like, believable. For, you, do you, do you know the Grizz are home court advantage? Yeah, of course. Okay, uh, I don't see it like that. I I I twenty five percent chance the Grizz come out. Warriors thirty five. I'll say that forty five percent chance the Grizz win this series. Fifty five percent chance the Warriors do. But I think this goes six seven games. This is not an easy series. Uh, I mean. Pat Bev and what's the other dude's name in the starting lineup? What's his name? I don't even know what the guy's name is. It's a very different team. That's all I'm saying. Timberwolves but, were a bad matchup for them. Matchups, right? Yeah. Matchups. Who's going who's gonna, to who's gonna guard Morant, Bain, and Brooks? Those are uh, your perimeter guys. Who's, who's going to match up with them for the Warriors? The Warriors don't have good perimeter defenders. That matters, Cage. I don't think – I mean, yes – 
the Timberwolves had good perimeter defenders also, but Long. who on but, but but who on Minnesota is going to match up against what the Suns do? I mean the Suns, uh, the Warriors do. I, I don't think they have to, right? I, I don't. I, I think it's just going to be whose shots fall. I don't think there's going to be much defense played by either team. I mean, nobody's yeah, the gonna, Warriors nobody's take gonna, shots. The the the, the Grizz get to the rim. Uh, maybe. And against this team, they probably will have a better a better chance of getting to the rim also. But that's yeah. great. So so the Grizz will shoot twos and and the Warriors will shoot threes. How's that right. going to end up? I mean, that's just you know. there. There's the there. That's the interesting <laughs> chess match, Cage. I don't know how Sweet. good of a shooting. I mean, yeah. I mean, if they shoot a lights out for four games, no question. Um, we'll see, man. Obviously, I, I mean, it's not, it's not, it's not favored to happen, right? I mean, what do you think the odds a casino is going to give me right now on the no, game for but tomorrow to, on a sweep? Like, what kind of odds would I get on a sweep? Significant odds. So, yeah, obviously, twenty-five to one. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, you call it bold, hot take, whatever it is. I just, I. I I got in my brain. I think that's going to happen. Other side of the equation, you think the Bucks just walk? Yeah, I, I put here's my percentages: Bucks fifty percent chance to come out the East, Celtics twenty percent, Heat twenty five, Sixers five percent, Sixers five percent with or without Embiid. They have so many weaknesses, and I, I got to tell you, man, Doc has to go down as the worst best coach. What I mean, <laughs> he's he's, a, he's just well, a horrible coach. The Heat, uh, the Heat. I mean, they're definitely advancing now. You saw what happened with Embiid, right? He has a fractured orbital bone. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, four four minutes left, 25 point game. Yeah. I mean, and you're keeping him beat in, who's already has a hurt thumb. It happens. I mean, this is sports, man. It happens. It doesn't happen. Doc is just a moron, dude. (laughs) All right. So, guys, Doc Doc is the Kevin Durant of coaches. But if Andrews Wright and John Morant is going to suddenly find out how to play playoff basketball again, and by the way, to give him some credit, the team won. They advanced. He last year he had better playoff performances. So I don't think it's a bright light thing. I think I think that, that what Andrew's saying is true. The matchup was tough. They were playing real tight, annoying defense on Cha and basically daring another player on the team to step up and win. And they did. Also, you know, the the, the interesting thing that is gonna happen here now is I mean, is Brandon Clark going to get an elbow to the rib every single time from Draymond? Yes. Right? I mean, that's that's what I'm expecting to happen, right? I expect Draymond to – he just abused the MVP. And abused is a different way. I mean, listen, Jokic got his numbers. But obviously, he didn't get many offensive rebounds. And, you know, he made him work. Exactly. When you make somebody work, their offense is usually, you know, struggling. And look, Joker, I mean, give the dude some credit. He had a great series. We'll see what happens. We'll see how many second shots, third shots, and fourth shots the Grizz are getting like they were getting. Well, this is where it gets interesting. And, guys, you know, they say if you don't toot your own horn, nobody will and all that stuff. There's not a lot of stuff like I praise myself. I kind of am self-deprecating by nature. The reason with basketball I have a level of confidence is, one, I've been right time and time again. But, two, it makes me feel good to hear that you guys have success listening to the show and using the plays. Jaron Jackson's going to have a good series, man, because no one on the Warriors matches up with him. They didn't have a good series last time, but I guess that's because they matched up against him well. We'll see, man. We'll see. I think, you know, I mean, nobody gives Mr. Looney any credit, but I think he he's will just be short. on he's, Jaron he's, Jackson. Jackson's bigger. I mean, he's got to be out in the perimeter. I mean, you know, Cat didn't follow him out there. Cat's a perimeter player, too. So, yeah, I, I mean, the matchups are fun. I just, I, I think the Timberwolves' young team, I, I, I think that they used a lot more energy. 
than the than the Warriors did getting out of the first round. I think that they, you know they they can sit down and say we're happy. You know we've advanced. We won a playoff series for the first time in six seven years. Um, whereas this would be a a um, a disappointing exit, I think, for the Warriors. But if you're right, and right. let's just throw one card out there for you, right? If you're right, and and you are always right when it comes to this. If you're a fan of the Prism Golds, the numbered out of 10, you name it, the whole deal, right? It's not a rookie, but it's a second year. In this auction ending on Sunday night, there is a Prism Gold Ja out of 10. PSA 10. There's only two of them. So it's a Ja Prism Gold out of 10, PSA 10. Current bid is $3,400 on it. Nice card. when? Ends tomorrow. I mean, it ends, depending on when people are listening, it ends on the Sunday weekly auction. So if if I could give you my two cents, I think risk reward that card stands to. Let's say you buy it tomorrow. Forget them out. If the Grizzlies lose to the to the Warriors, that card is maybe 10, 20, 30 percent lower if it sells. In the, but I think if the Grizz win that series and Josh shows out, and I think this is a very favorable series against an older team, that's an interesting card, man. That's an interesting card where you could, you could. I don't know. What do you think it goes for? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, right now, I think thirty four hundred is very cheap. Because you're right. The analysis you do on it is the potential downside is very low compared to the potential upside. So I like what you're. I like what you're saying. And it, I think Trey was one fifty. So this is. I mean, two. But Trey was a rookie. This is the second year. Oh, this is second. I know the card you're talking about. Okay. Okay. Someone where he's like dribbling, you know. Suns, I hope you guys cashed with the Mikel Bridges play. Not a lie. That was a $75 silver prism PSA 10 when I gave you guys the play. Now it's 175 I love his game. I don't see how the Mavs match up with this Suns team. I really don't. Luke is not 100% fit. He's just coming off a calf injury. This is one where I think is a sweep. Any? What are your thoughts? You know, what are, I'm probably missing a few things. No, we got them all. We nailed the cards. We nailed the playoffs. I don't think uh, Luca allows a sweep. I think Luca is good enough himself to avoid, uh, uh, you know, a sweep. I'm not saying they're going to win the series, but I think Luca's good enough to avoid avoid the sweep. Um, I think the Suns go into it knowing that um, they're going to beat the Mavs, and maybe with that kind of rest Booker a little bit here and there. You know, maybe they go up two games to one, and you know, maybe they give Booker a little, a little, a little nappy nap, a little. A little napperoni, a little napperoni and cheese. Um, you know, maybe they, they, you know, they they let him rest up because I'm sure he's not fully, you know, fully back. Um, and Lucas, you know, in one of these games, Lucas could score 50 and just put the team on his back and you know avoid a sweep. But yeah, I think the Suns right now, the Suns and um, and the Heat. If I were betting this round, who's going to advance to the conference finals? That's where I'd be putting my money. I know you say the Bucks, but I think the Celtics give the Bucks a little bit more run than than an Embiidless uh, sure. Philly team does. That's you know. Is Do it you surprising that- to you, by the way, as a better one through four versus one through four, that all of the all of the lower seeds ended up losing, especially in a year you know- where you had the Nets and you had this Timberwolves team that you thought was better. I mean, you know, I don't remember the last time I've seen that all four of the top four seeds in both sides of the equation advance. I, I didn't actually often. think about it until you said it. I don't think of basketball, like the way they're seeding in college. I don't think about it that much because 
I don't know why I don't in, in the NBA. What does surprise me <laughs> it is makes more sense in the NBA based on record. It is right. I, I don't know why I haven't thought about it, but like, dude, the Celtics are minus five versus the Bucks. That's surprising to me. I well, know it's listen, only one game. The only question I have for you is that would not be the case if it was in Milwaukee. Did Milwaukee specifically tank that last game to avoid the Nets? Do the Celtics now get an advantage because they have home field advantage by taking out a Nets team that I think the Bucks would have dominated also? And does that decision now to try to avoid the two seed come back to haunt the Bucks because now they're playing games on the road? Interesting, interesting little like you know little uh, little little subtext. You didn't if you're the Bucks, you didn't want to face the Nets, but now you got to face the Celtics, and the Celtics have home field advantage. The Celtics are playing as well as anybody. This is going to be an interesting test because you guys know I've been on the Bucks hard for three months. Mm-hmm. I I still think that they're completely under underrated, underappreciated undiscovered i i think after this series if the bucks dismantle the celtics i think the the writing's on the wall all right people are on the celtics bandwagon uh my daughter helped me make a little political cartoon about it everybody was off the the jaw for a minute moved over to the celtics and next week the bus stop for the bandwagon will be over in milwaukee so we'll see what happens i you've been consistent if nothing else um and so have I. Jaws a great player, guys. I just, you know, some of his cards have gotten some of his cards have gotten a little expensive. That's what I'm trying to trying to protect you from. So for, for a guy that has a tremendous amount of weaknesses to his game, and you're making a lot of assumptions, hoping that he gets better next year, which are valid, but he still has so many weaknesses. Yep, that is all. That's the deal. But guys, listen, PWCC, as Andrew has just found, makes it very, very easy and fun. You want to look for Kobe cards? Go ahead and sort by Kobe. Look for bargain Kobe cards. There's a way to sort that way. You know, you want to find Prism Golds? You know, there's plenty of them. There's a cool Luca Select Gold Prism Rookie Auto number one of 10, PSA 10, a one of one ending next week. So we'll get to talk about that in our next week auction. Some real cool stuff. Um, you know, real quick. They, yeah, shoot. Last topic. And these Saturday episodes, guys, apologize. You'll probably have to run, listen to them twice. Two workouts on Saturdays for you Two guys. workouts. I don't work out. And, and Wednesday, we have an announcement of whatnot. So that's going to be more of like a marketing show. So you guys could listen to that and come back to this Woo-hoo. one if you, if you want. All right. So, and you know how, how I am with negativity, positivity. I'm kind of a yes. sensitive person. So I, I stay out of this stuff. There's like trimming going on with uh, King Kong. Uh, on blowout forums, they trim these contenders. King Kong got nothing on me. And then send them to PSA. Can you catch me up and our audience on that situation? And how doesn't the grading company catch that? Like, like obviously I'm asking you as like a kind of a retail guy, uneducated completely. Isn't that what they should do? If they see someone literally cut the card with a knife, shouldn't they catch that? I mean, listen, the answer is yes, it should be caught. I would imagine that with the backlog at PSA and them, you know, still having cards from us, thousands of cards that we mailed out well over a year ago that are, you know, they have an intake date at PSA, which is months after PSA got them. Intake date of March 15th. Beware the odds of March, I guess. You're never getting your cards back. Um, That they probably are segmenting the cards that come in. And they're probably referring them out to different departments, right? And the vintage cards 
that high end are going to their top graders who know the vintage and, you know, like, you know, so, so this particular trimmer is taking advantage of the fact that there probably are not a ton of 2021 Panini contenders autographs being graded. And I am, Imagine when those things come in that maybe they're going over to the, you know, to the, you know, maybe the lower, you know, graders, the graders. I think Cage's phone died. I knew it. So the, so I know it. When, when you guys get that, like the glitchiness, boom, 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 boom. Um, that's when he's on low battery. So I, I sincerely apologize. There's not even anything I could do. I'm not going to fill you know, the dead air with me just talking about nothing. What we'll do is we'll talk about this topic. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. We'll, we'll fill the air. I'm going to give him another 15 seconds. If he's back in 15 seconds, I'll add him in. If he's not back, I won't add him in. He says he's back. And if not, then then not. But Luca Nation, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'll give him a little bit more time. So we talked a little bit about PWCC weekly auctions. That's the beginning of the episode. We're going to have Collectible on. They're going to talk about the card the Mahomes valuation explain how they got to that price um, I'm super curious and please don't let me forget um, if this is the same buyer who bought the card for 300,000 or if that card was sold privately after the golden auction sale and I'm curious about that I gave you guys a little bit of numbers of you know what I think is who's which team I think is coming out of the east which team I think is coming out of the west I think it's Bucks I gave you percentages, Suns, Warriors, Grizz, because I think it's kind of anybody's. I still think the Suns are the better team, but it depends on the matchups. It really, really does. So, and then. Nice. I tried 14 times. It wouldn't let my microphone or camera connect. That was very, very odd. I just recap the show. Shoot. Well, listen, just to, just to put a fine point on it, guys, when you say trimming, right, you know, you know, you think to yourself, wow, somebody's taking a scissor to it, you know, like, how do they not see it? Go to the form, go to the blowout forums, right? Go ahead and take a look at it. There's a thread on there. They have side by side pictures. And this is like, there's a tool being used on this. It is, it is, you know, we're not even talking about a 30 seconds of an inch. We're talking about something that you could not even see with the naked eye. Now, I'm sure, you know, PWCC, I mean, PSA, the grading company should have something that shows this. But if you look at how much has been trimmed off of the edge, it's just enough to take the little bit of white off. Right, so now a blue corner, a blue edge becomes completely blue instead of a little bit of white on it. There are some great pictures. Those cards themselves, they have like por- por- portions of like a QR code that has little like stuff in it, so you can see how much of the QR code has been shaved off. It's not even like a fingernail; it's like the tiniest little thing, but it matters because when it's when it's shaved the right way, now an edge which would have been ugly is now pristine. Right. So we're not talking about like, like, you know, my kid, give him a scissor. Hey, by the way, cut the edge off, buddy. No, that's not what's happening with trimming. This is, you know, it's, it's legit what's going on in these things. And I'm sure that, you know, it's probably done in an express. It's probably done in like a fast type of grading. And a lot of these cards, you know, you talk about Trey Lance autos, you name it, you can see 
they're 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 trimming an edge. These cards notoriously come out of the packs. Um, you know, a little damaged. Ian pulled a cool Trevor Lawrence from the college one. That's like a ticket stub. That I mean, we I didn't even think about sending it to grading, but I guess I should send it to this person to help me grade it. So, so, so let's do let's let's do percentages. We'll have some fun. I'm, I'm on this. Obviously, percentage. that was a joke, guys. I'm not trimming shit. Go ahead. Um, how much of the responsibility falls on the person for doing this? How much of it falls on Panini? And how much of it falls on PSA? And why I say Panini is they could do something to make the, the cards tamper-proof. I, I don't know if that's real or not, but give me your thoughts. Who is that on? I mean, it would be a bit much for the, the tamper-proof. You know, I mean, look, it is as clear as day that these things are being trimmed when you look at the evidence, right? The only thing is that, you know, these cards, they don't, they're not perfect. They're not, you know, you see the cards that come out, a little shift and a little cut, you name it. So, you know, it's, um, you, you know, it's very hard to do it. So as far as that, right. Oh man. I mean, how could they do it? How could they do it? Yeah. I'm sure there's something Panini tops. Those guys could do. Maybe they put a QR code on the back that runs to the edge. That if there's any type of type of a trim, I'm just using the QR code as an example here. But if any of the edge is trimmed, that card does not get scanned. The QR code doesn't work anymore because a piece of it has now been missing. And and part of the grading process now for any grading company is the comp the top Panini will give them a QR code scanner and they gotta scan it first. And it'll be evidence of trimming. I don't know if that I mean it's easy for me to say. I'm just an idiot. I don't know how to do a QR code, but it's you know, it's something you could potentially put something on a card. To think about, right? So that, you know, from the manufacturer side, PSA, listen, it's still, you know what I'm going to compare PSA to? I'm going to compare PSA to baseball umpires, right? There's a strike zone, right? There's a strike zone, but the strike zone is different depending upon the umpire, depending upon who's batting, right? And here, Angel Rodriguez is a great ump. So, big. you know, Aaron Judge gets more low strikes than anybody else, you know, because he's so big, you know, Giancarlo Stanton, whereas Altuve probably walks a little more because he's got less of a strike zone. You know, he's just a little guy. He's just a little guy. So, uh, a so, little guy. Yeah, so, and, and so there's a little bit of give there. There's gives within tens, right? But there's a reason why when there's a mistake made in, in a big mistake and it's called out, you start hearing robotic umps. You start hearing, let's get a robotic strike zone. The same thing's happening here. I mean, it takes a little bit of the human element out of the game. Uh, there's always going to be a human element in grading until it is fully robotic, and we are not there yet. We are not in George Orwell's books yet. So this is just one of those things, man. I don't know how PSA you know, would be able to catch this with this. I mean, the cards come out of the manufacturer, you know, a little, little, little different. You know, I mean, this is just, it's just one of those things, you know, we, what I would like to say is I'd like to say, you know, banks get robbed. They have as much safety, you know, protection as possible. They have armed guards, they have vaults, they have alarm systems. You know, they do what they need to do to protect it, but there are bad actors out there and they will rob a bank. The and hobby- FDIC protects us, protects our money. So yes. this PSA's, like let's say PSA graded that card, send it back to King Kong, then he sold so it to me. Here's do the I- funny thing, right? So the, the bank isn't protecting you. If Citibank gets robbed, you're not getting your money back from Citibank. So maybe what you should be asking is, does the hobby need an FDIC? 
do should the grading companies be getting together at, with the with the manufacturers and saying, "All right, guys, we make this many billion this year. We need to siphon off one hundredth of one percent of it as an FDIC of the hobby." You know, call it whatever you want. Call it the A N D R E W. You know, whatever letters you want to use. And you know, when stuff like this happens and a buyer gets screwed because of it, you know. They're made whole. There is that insurance. I think hobby insurance is an interesting topic. Bye, Luca Nation. Thank you for spending some time with us on another episode of the Lucas Tigers and Bronze Oh My podcast. Um, do us a favor and like, subscribe. Now, nah, you know what? Don't just like and subscribe. Everybody does that. If you like us, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your enemies, tell everybody. And uh, we hope you got something from spending some time with us today, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.